your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Are you aware of a child who has a placement in school but isn't actually there? Faye Hayden from the group Not OK in School Ireland says many children are registered as having a place in the school classroom but are not turning up and they have Limerick parents involved in the group uh, which covers uh, what are euphemistically known as ghost children and Faye is on the line right now. Good morning Faye. Good morning, Joe. How are you? So, so you're a relatively new group, but you're responding to the need that you see. It is. We've been running for about a year now. Uh, the group is set up by myself, living in Leitrim, on uh, Lorde Sanchez, who's over in Kildare, based on different experiences that our sons had had um, of school placement breakdowns. Um, and our experiences reflect those of a lot of people around the country and we're hearing more and more people talk about it you know you build up a network of, of parents when you, you're in this situation and people are getting in touch with me to ask for advice so we decided we'd do something a bit more official um, and we've been very lucky in, in our advocacy and that we've you know we've managed to meet with Joseph and Madigan we're meeting with the National Council for Special Education and we've been involved in some of their policy drafting and a variety of different things so we're delighted we set the group up so and, we can be a voice for these children and I suppose Faye in my naivety I would have assumed that if children were not turning up consistently at school, there would be follow-up by the state. There is to some extent. We have educational welfare officers which are employed by TUSLA and they would be... um, they should be involved and in a lot of the time they are but as with many situations at the moment there are um, too many children and not enough staff to support them that are in this situation and there are not enough solutions or not enough places within solutions to support these children so they end up basically rotting at home with no education losing their social skills and rapidly increasing mental health issues and uh Children in what type of situations would find themselves, as we mentioned, as ghost children? It can be a variety of situations. Most of the work that we do is with children with special educational needs and disabilities. For example, my son Patrick is autistic um, and Lord, as his son Connor, is also autistic and he would have learning disabilities as well and some genetic conditions. So there would be very different, um, I don't want to say ends of the spectrum because I don't want to say there's mild autism and and severe autism because it's very, very different. It's a lot more complicated than that. Um, But if you met them, there would be two very different presentations of autism. What happens at roll call time in the morning then in schools? Well, the, um, the teachers will just run over the name. They know that the child isn't there. They know that they're not coming in. They, you know, we, we've spoken to teachers and they've said they feel sad about this. They feel, you know, they, they're fielding questions from the children, from the young people if they're in secondary school. And th- there's very little that they can do about it. Principals would be involved to varying degrees. Boards of management would be involved to varying degrees. Unfortunately, the experience is different for everybody. Depending on the principal and the board of management and the resources they have at their disposal, it can be a really positive experience or otherwise. And I presume it was all made, like many things, much worse during the pandemic. It was indeed, yeah, because as we know, mental health declined for a lot of people during the pandemic, particularly teenagers. We are also dealing now with a lot of um, young people that might not have a diagnosis of of a 
a condition, but they will be maybe experiencing mental health challenges, um, and that's definitely uh, made it worse, yeah. We're chatting to Faye Hayden from the group Not OK in School Ireland, and uh, she has parents from Limerick involved too. And last night, Primetime and RT Television, they talked about a mum's story and plea about wanting a place for her autistic boys. Uh, following that, uh, the relevant minister you mentioned, Josefa Madigan, tweeted about enacting what's called an E37 process, which means she'd mm-hmm. be forcing schools to accommodate autistic special needs children. What did you make of that? I think that's a really important step and it's something that has been being called for for many years. There are areas all over the country that are facing challenges with accessing a school place. But the most important thing to remember is true inclusion is so much more than just presence. There's so much more to having a place at school than just a seat. You need teachers that are trained. You need well-trained SNAs that are there to support the young people. You need resources to support them because that is a lot of the time the problem. And what's happened in recent years is there have been a lot of specific schools, special schools, opened for children with special educational needs and disabilities and children are still not attending because the way those schools are set up and the way those schools are operating is completely inadequate and completely um, inappropriate for what these children need and that's the problem and that's what we're begging Joseph Medigan and the National Council for Special Education to do is to make sure the places they're setting up are appropriate places otherwise it's just creating more problems, it's shifting the problem and making it worse. Now, TUSLA, the Child and Family Agency, I mean, they are Mm -hmm. meant to be notified if children are consistently not attending school. Is this, to some extent, a half-Irish solution to an Irish problem in the sense that um, they are not obviously going to prosecute parents in these circumstances, so they allow this shadow world to exist, but it doesn't solve the problem for the kids? It is. It's absolutely right. And Tusla are completely in the right not to prosecute these parents because that's just an added stress, an added trauma to the family and can make the situation a whole lot worse. So, you know, it's correct that they don't do that, but then they need to do something else instead. This isn't about blaming people. This is about getting that child into school so that they feel that they're in a safe environment emotionally and physically so that they feel that they can first function in school and then have the opportunity to thrive. I spent many years with my son in very, very challenging situations. He was out of school for two years. Now we're working with an amazing principal and an amazing staff at the school that he goes to and he's absolutely thriving and it's just adjustments that needed to be made and it is about changing our mindset to kind of move away from that really authoritarian approach to school and to work with the young person and to recognize that they can learn in totally different ways that it doesn't have to be the standard that we've had in place for hundreds of years finally fame and how many children would you reckon are in this situation around the country at the moment That's one of the biggest challenges. This isn't tracked in any way. And that's one of the first things that we've been asking for is to make sure that it is actually tracked so we can have a sense of that. Now, last year, we know that 750 children um, were in receipt of what's called a home tuition grant. And that's that they're receiving support through a tutor at home. But that is a very underestimated figure. For example, of the hundreds of families that we deal with uh, and through our programme, about 10% 10 of them are in the receipt of the home tuition grant. So if you want to look at it like that you're getting close to 10,000 children that this is impacting and it's also it's not just that permanent school placement breakdown it's that children that maybe go into school for an hour or two a day can't cope and then come home or maybe a day or two a week and we really have no idea and that's why it needs to be tracked in a process in place with an interagency approach with the department of health department of education and tusla
Okay, we'll certainly continue to keep an eye on it ourselves because this is a topic that comes up pretty regularly on the Limerick Today show. We appreciate your time this morning. That's Faye Hayden from the group Not OK in School Ireland. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.